0: All right, welcome to the first edition of the Going the Distance podcast. The reason I decided to make this podcast was because I felt that there was a void of running content in the world. I wanted to bring my view as a high school distance runner to the world of how I feel about different topics in running. And that's why I decided to start this podcast. I hope you enjoy the first episode. All right. First order, we are going to be talking about the Kakala Mary Mile in Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, my pick for this race was Morgan Beetlescum just because he has been a road demon this year. He won the USA 5K Road at the New York Marathon while also winning the Manchester Road Race on Thanksgiving Day. Now, granted, that is a very bold prediction considering he's not a miler. And he has only won races 5K and up so far this on the road so far. And uh, but I'm a pretty bold guy, so I decided to go with him. But as always, the best choice was probably Yard and a Goose, who has ran a 3:43 mile and actually ended up winning this race in 3:56.84. He beat out Vincent Kiate of Under Armour, who placed second, and Hobbs Kessler of Very Nice Track Club to place third. Now the reason I wanted to highlight this race was because it has two of my favorite clubs racing. It has the Very Nice Track Club, which is based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, I believe, and the On Athletic Club based out of Boulder, Colorado. There was three guys from On Athletic Club, which was Mario Garcia Romo, um Nagusa, obviously, and then personally one of my favorite runners, George Beamish. The Very Nice Track Club had Morgan Beetle Scum, Hobbs Kessler, and I believe Mason Furlick. I think that's everyone from Very Nice. But yeah, that's just why I wanted to highlight it. But also, coming in, I believe tenth place in around four oh three was my main man Matthew Centurwitz. Of course, I think he's making a comeback. Last year, he ran pretty fast and made it through a couple. I think he made it through the first round. I don't know if you made it to the finals in the 1500, but I believe that Matthew Sentrance will make a comeback. Now it is time for what you all have been waiting for. The big question of today's podcast is, will a collegiate runner break 13 in the 5K this year or ever? Now, previous to the BU opener race, I would have told you, no, absolutely not. I don't think it would ever happen, but my mind has changed. Now, before this race... On the Coffee Club podcast, Ollie Horst said that he predicted a sub 13 would be what it would take to win this race. I certainly did not believe that, but it was pretty close. Graham Blanks of Harvard ran 1303.78 to win the race and was the, fa- as the fastest collegian ever and also ran the Olympic standard. Now, this begs the question will a collegian ever break 16? My answer is, I think it will be done, but it has to be done, but it might not be done. I think it will happen, but it might not happen this year. Now, there are multiple runners who could probably break 13, but there are only a few runners that I believe will try to break 13, and that is Kai Robinson and Hoptam Samuel. You may be thinking, why wouldn't Graham Blanks run that? He's the fastest guy this year. He won NCAA Cross. You see, Graham Blanks already has his Olympic standard in the 5K. He is not going to be chasing the Olympic standard like these guys. Now, Graham Blanks, I believe, is an American. Now, these other guys are not American. One of them is from Australia, and the other one is from a country uh, that's an East African country. I can't remember off the top of my head. But these guys have a very good chance of competing in the Olympics if they can make that Olympic standard. Kai Robinson was very close in this race running 1306.42 and Habtum Samuel was a little little bit slower in 1314.85. But I believe that both of these guys will be chasing the Olympic standard because they are two foreigners who have a very good chance of going to the Olympics if they can do this. Now, this pace would be just under 411 per mile. And I do not think that it will be done in, an, in a high sc- in a college race. I think it'll be done in more of a pro race with pro races r- with pros running fast and collegians also in the race. Now, do I think this will be indoor or outdoor? If this will happen, it will be outdoor. The indoor times, have already been basically set. All the best runners have already ran as fast as they need to do to make it to nationals. That's all that they really care about. They're going to take a break. They're going to chill out and wait until nationals to really compete and run hard. Now, the outdoor season is where it will be done. It might be done later in the season, but I think it'll be done at a big meet with pros racing with some collegians. Now, the number one pick I have for who will make this Olympic standard I mean, not Olympic standard, but will run under 13 in the 5K. Is I believe that Kai Robinson will. I believe that he will because he is in the country of Australia. And if I believe that if he can run under this Olympic standard, he is basically guaranteed to go to the Olympics. And I think that that is the biggest incentive for him to try and break 13 in the 5K. Now, Habtim Samuel. Comes from an East African country that I believe is a little bit smaller, and I think he will also give it a try. And at least, I think for sure he can run under thirteen oh five because he has ran really fast. He has run twenty seven, I believe, oh, and then like thirteen oh, which is very close already. And he is both PRs worth. His, his, his 10K PR is faster than the current 10K collegiate record. And his 5K time was faster than the current collegiate record. But now the collegiate record was set by Graham Blakes at the BU opener. And that was just quite the race. And it was, I was really tough for Kai to just come short in 1306. But I think that he will be the one to break 13 this year in the 5K. All right, now it's time for a segue. Into a race recap of the BU opener. Now, to do this, I'm just going to be going down the descending order list, checking out these times and seeing as of right now how fast you have to run to make it to NCAA's. Now, first off, we're going to start in the 3,000 meters. As of right now, you have to run 8 flat or faster. Now, this is already very fast, but trust me, it will get down a lot faster. My predictions are that you will have to run. Close to under 750, probably under 750, to, to run at Nationals. The number one time right now by Nico Young is 737.73, which is, I believe, the second or third fastest time for an NCAA athlete. Now, the, the top 24 times in the NCAA right now, in the 3,000 meters, were ran at BU. And a huge shout-out to Andrew Jones of Virginia for running 807 at the 2023 Liberty Kickoff. You are the fastest person who did not run at the BU season opener. Now, this is obviously going to be some stiff competition this year. I'm going to make a way-too-early prediction of who's going to win the 3K this year. My My current prediction is an Oklahoma State runner, whether that's Brian Massau, Ryan Shope, uh, who was it last? Foud Massaudi or Alex Mayer? I believe that it will be an Oklahoma State runner that wins the three thousand meters. Now, Drew Bosley and Nick Nico Young do have a good, good chance at making it up there, but I do not think that the way they race is really uh good for the three thousand meters because they're very strong athletes. They're not really down to k- sit and kick, which is really what it takes. ...to make a good 3,000 meter athlete... ...because it's just such a short distance... ...that you need a just really, really fast kick... ...to burn up the track. Anyway, now we're going to be moving on to the mile. The mile actually did not have quite as many fast times. As of right now, we have only four athletes... ...that have broken four in the mile. That will quickly change and I do not see... ...there will maybe be one guy that ran under four this, this week at BU that gets to go to Nationals. And I believe that will probably maybe be Elliot Cook of Oregon, who ran 355.5. I think he has... If I were him, you might not have the best chances of going to Nationals, but you do have a decent chance. I believe it took almost that time last year, if not faster, to go to Nationals. But as of of right now, to get in the top 16, you need 411.69 or faster, which is honestly... Makes sense because not a lot of people ran the mile or ran very fast at BU. But I do want to take a shout out to Parker Schneider. I thought this was cool. A sophomore at Boston University where the BU track is hosted. He ran 356.67 at the BU track at his home turf. I thought that was really cool that he was able to run really fast. Now, the fastest guy that did not race at BU was... Henry Bollinger of Montana, who ran 408.65 at altitude at the Bobcat Preview. Uh, huge shout out to him running at altitude. It's always tough, but it's uh, now we'll move on to the 5,000 meters. Of course, we already talked about this Graham Blanks of Harvard running, running 1303.78 to win. But we had another guy. We had... One, two, three, four. We had four runners break 13.20, and we had 15 runners break 13.30. As of right now, sitting at 16th place, we have Evans Kiplagat of New Mexico running 13.30.56. Now, the fastest guy to not run at BU was actually... Ben Perrin of Montana State, who ran 1329.5 at altitude. I'm not sure that might be altitude converted or not at the Bobcat preview, but huge shout out to him. I believe he's the guy that went viral for having those perfect splits in cross country, but I'm not entirely sure. But as of right now, there are over 50 runners that have broke 16, and I believe... Yeah, there is only one person on this descending orders list in the top 50 that did not run at BU. BU was a crazy race for the 5K. You saw just about everyone that's anyone in distance running, in college running. You had Parker Wolf, Haptum Samuel, Kai Robinson, Graham Blakes, Nico Young. Speaking of Nico Young, Nico Young had an absolutely crazy double at this race. He ran 13.22.96. In the five thousand meters. I believe he won that heat. He also ran the fastest time in the three thousand meters, running seven point seven thirty-seven point seven three to just overall win the race. I believe he will he will for sure qualify in the three thousand meters. Whether or not he qualifies in the five thousand meters, we'll have to see. There might be there's a there's a good chance he qualifies, but You don't know if this time is going to help him, if he's going to have to run a faster time or not. But we'll now move on to my prediction for who is going to win the 5,000 meters title. Listen, listen, listen. It's Graham Blanks, okay? Graham Blanks is on an absolute tear this season. He ran 13.03. He is for sure winning this race. Not only did he run 13.03, he won the NCAA Cross like a month or so, I don't know, a couple weeks ago before he ran this, Graham Blanks is just in, in great shape, and I see him. He might even make an Olympic team this year. I would not be surprised if he makes an Olympic team. He is having a great year. Coming Last year, he was pretty uh, under the radar. I, did, I was aware of who he was. I just He wasn't quite on my radar for being as good as he is this year, but he is just on a whole nother level this year, and I believe that he will win the indoor 5,000 meters. Now I'm going to go further in depth. Into the BU opener results. First off, I'm gonna highlight the Newberry Park alums. We're just gonna see how they're doing in college. First up, we have Leo Young of Stanford, the freshman. He ran 1349.71, and I believe he was the top American freshman. And then next up, we have Colin Salman, the sophomore from Northern Arizona, who ran 1352.42. And then we have the other young brother, Lex Young of Stanford, who ran 14.01.40. Pretty good times coming from the Young Brothers, just coming into their, uh, their freshman year. They, they, also, they both had pretty good cross-country seasons. It's probably been a long season. They're probably pretty tired. I believe that they will run back to the 1330s. As soon as we get later on into the indoor season and even probably into, maybe even into the outdoor season, it might take them that long. But I'm also going to highlight some D2 runners. There were two D2 runners in this at this race that ran under 1330. We had Adam State runner Romaine Legendary, who ran 1324.09 to break the D2 record and there was also Loik Skomperin of Colorado School of Mines who ran 13:29.35 this just goes to show that even D2 runners are starting to run at BU opener to get these fast times and just race against these fast fields and get it just over with and i think that's pretty cool to see that trickle down and we even 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 on the woman's side there was a D3 runner Fiona Smith who ran 15:50 to break the D3 record just showing you Just how many athletes are coming to this meet to compete and try to qualify for our indoor nationals. Next up, I want to highlight a runner from the state of Kansas who runs for Kansas University. His name is Chandler Gibbons. He ran 1357.19 and I just wanted to highlight him because I think that he is... Having a great, he's going to have a great senior season when it comes to track. Last year he had a pretty good season, went, breaking Jim Ryan's five uh, k state, oh, not state, uh, school record. He ran thirteen twenty nine, and then he went on to double at the Big Twelve, running the five. I think he ran, he won the five thousand in the ten thousand. This year it's going to be a lot harder for him to to win those races, considering the freshman. That Oklahoma State has brought in, and just the the new level of competition in the Big Twelve, and oh, BYU BYU is also going to be there. Yeah, that's right. I'll have to do some conference conference reviews soon in the next coming episodes. But as of right, re- that's all for the five thousand meter field. I'm now going to move on to the three thousand field. For me personally. I really, really like the three thousand meter run, just because it's something that I do as a high school runner that I can like kind of compare to these collegiate runners. You know, we're both running the same race. They're running like over a minute faster than me. But today for this race, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Of course, Nico Young seven thirty seven point seven three is crazy, third or second fastest time all time. And then with Brian Massau, Kieran Lum, Ryan Shoep. All right next to him. Speaking of Kieran Lum, there were multiple professionals running in this race. And I want to highlight them real quick. We got, of course, everyone's favorite runner, your mother's favorite runner even. We got Craig Engels of Nike who ended up running 743.73, 7.6, which is might be a little slow. But, you know, he's just opening up his season. He's getting ready. And then Kieran Lum of On, the Canadian, ran 738.38. Now, moving on to the rest of the field, we had so We had one, two Oklahoma State guys, and then it was just four runners in the top four were two Oklahoma State runners and two Northern Arizona runners. I think that just shows you the depth of those two programs. You know, they both were gunning for national titles this year. Oklahoma State obliterated the cross-country course. Last year, they tied. I think from now on, we're going to see – an absolute rivalry before between these two teams when it comes to not only cross country but also track and field. Of course, there will be the individuals such as Graham Blanks and Kai Robinson who will compete for the national titles. But I see Northern Arizona and Oklahoma State being having a runner in the mix for every single distance race from now on. Moving on, I want to talk about the team of New Mexico. They had some crazy freshmen running this year and they did not disappoint today. Lucas Kiprock of New Mexico ran 747.52 in the 3K and I believe he also ran in the 5K in the 5000 they had of course Haptum Samuel who ran 13 14.85. They also had um they also had Evans, Kip Legat, another freshman, who ran 1330.56. I think New Mexico has one of the best trio in distance running. And they're all freshmen. They're all in the same grade. So they're just going to continue working together, and they're going to be great. I think New Mexico, we, we might see New Mexico become a big dynasty, kind of like the NAU and the and Oklahoma State. As long as they can recruit some good runners this year, I think they will have a great cross-country season next year. Moving on, I'm now going to go more in-depth on the men's mile field. First place, there was Sam Ellis, a pro for on-running, ran 355.36. And then, of course, Elliot Cook in second of Oregon in 355.5. And then Aiden McCarthy of Cal Poly in 356.09. Now... I also want to talk about my boy, my BYU boy, Rory Linkletter, the marathoner. He, he's a YouTuber. Go check out his channel. It's pretty good. He ran 359.05. This man has been a marathoner for like multiple years now. He has not really been running track. I think this has got to be like the first track race in a while for him. And he broke three. His first time breaking four was at this race. He, and I just think that's pretty cool you know, but there were exactly seven runners in this race that broke four, which isn't really a lot, but you have to remember the mile runners, all the fast mile times are run at the, in the meat of the season, like the, the mid slash early season, not like the early, early season that we're seeing right now, but like the, the early season, like February, maybe March, not March, like February or like January or like mid January is when they really run fast because these milers, they don't they're not racing off their cross country fitness. They're not going to run fast off their cross country fitness like these 5000 meter runners are, you know? That's just why the mile field at BU opener has never been as strong as it could. If they really focused on promoting it as a mile race, they could get more milers that maybe don't run cross country, but most milers do run cross country. I also want to go and check out the 800 meter field tenoda but i'm sorry i butchered that name but you know who he is the freshman from georgetown the guy that ran 147 as a high schooler he won the 800 meter race in 149.58 i am a big fan of this guy he actually followed me back on instagram but he is just a really cool guy and He's, he is a very good 800-meter runner. If you have heard his... You've definitely heard his name before. He won New Balance Indoor. I believe he won Outdoor. He won the... The U... I believe it was U20? Or was it... Yeah, I think it was U20, 800-meter. And he, he's like the only high schooler that beat Simone Birnbaum in a track race. Which I think is pretty cool. And check out this guy for the time to come. Next topic of discussion now that we have gotten to the indoor season we're going to see a lot of altitude and flat track conversions now from what from my opinion is i think we should just get rid of this it's not fun to run on an indoor track that is flat it it doesn't matter if you ran at altitude these guys are training at altitude that are running at altitude They have a little bit of an unfair advantage, I find, when it comes to altitude conversion. Because let's be honest, Nico Young can run pretty fast at altitude and may not be able... He could probably run a faster mile at altitude, altitude converted, than he could legitimately run at sea level Just because they're training at altitude. Now, the flat track, I just think that every school that has a flat track maybe shouldn't host meets. Because I just... I ran on a flat track once. If it's a 200 meter flat track, just don't host meets there or just don't count them at all. I'm not, now, that may be a little harsh for me to say don't host meets. That, I will admit, that was a little mean of me to say, you can host meets, but, excuse me, you can host meets, but don't convert the time. You don't need to convert the time. Just run at a faster meet. There are easily accessible tracks that are banked everywhere. I live in Kansas. There is an outdoor, there isn't, Indoor banked track literally like two less than two hours away from me, and everyone in the state goes to that track to race. Just be normal and go to that track. Now, you can also race at 300 flat tracks. 300 meter flat tracks are my favorite tracks to race on because I personally don't like the banks. There are, like, I believe there's two 300 meter flat tracks in Kansas. 300 meter flat tracks are personally, I think, the best tracks to run on indoor. Just run. At a meet that has a track that is not flat, that is not a flat 200 meter. Now we come to the point of altitude. Altitude conversions, I just don't think you should mess with that. We don't convert the 1500 to mile, no, we have separate standards for those. You can't just convert altitude to You can't just convert times in general. You're converting things that didn't happen. It's not real. You can't count that. I personally have a pet peeve of people converting their 1,500 and 3,200 times. And yes, I do it. I don't really do it, actually. I just split. I just count splits only. Splits when you're running a race, not relays. But I just don't think you can convert times because it's not the same. You didn't physically run that time. You can say you converted it. You could. You can say you converted it. You can tell people that know nothing about running that that's your that's your time. But you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that you ran a 430 mile when you haven't even ran that in real life. No hate to people that do that, but I just personally it's a pet peeve of mine. Don't convert your times. It's not real. You're just delusional. Okay, that's a little rude. You're just you're just making things up a little. You're just skewing the data. Do not convert your times. If you convert your times, please don't convert your times. It's just not right. You didn't actually run that event. Just go out there and run a real event. There are literally three months of indoor season. Just go to a meet that has a track where you don't have to convert. It's not that hard. Just run fast on a real track. Those altitude times may put people that that aren't exactly as fast on non-altitude places they may not be able to run as flat fast at sea level as they can at altitude just because they train at altitude it gives them a little bit of a sharper edge a better chance of running fast at an altitude converted time and i just don't think that's fair to the sea level runners who are actually running these times and not converting them to be fake but sorry for that rant that's just my opinion on altitude and flat tracks thanks for listening next topic of discussion is the bu track short personally i don't think it's short from what i hear it's not the it's not the fact that the track is curved or whatever from what i hear it's the bounciness now i've never been to this track personally my aunt does live in boston next time i visit her i will try my best to get on the track i'm not sure how i can get on this track but i will try to get on this track and just test it out I want to run at this track at one point in my life just to see what the hype is. Like, I will say, some people say, if you ran at BU, should your times count? Yes, your times count. It's a 200-meter track. It's just built different. Monaco is a faster track outdoor. People count the world records at that track. If we count the world records in Monaco, we can count the world records at the BU track. All right, as this podcast comes to an end, I want to tell you, thanks for watching. Please check out my other socials. I have a YouTube channel and TikTok, and I will also have an email linked in the show notes below. But I also want to say that if you have any ideas, please email me or leave them in the Spotify notes, or I'm not sure how it works, but just leave like a comment or something somewhere that I can see. And also I am open to other people being on this podcast probably would have to do that over zoom It would be because it let me tell you it was very hard to talk this long and just like talking nonstop. I try not to ramble. I hope I, I tried my best not to ramble. I hope that you can notice that and just Bear with me. This was my first podcast I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope for many more to come but uh Thanks for watching, and remember, it's not about how fast you go, it's about going the distance. Peace!